Welcome to Conversations Across the Continents. This podcast focuses on a broad range of youth voice issues, featuring interviews with civically engaged youth from around the world. In this opening series, we'll be working with participants from the Youth as Researchers Program, an initiative supported by the UNESCO Chairs at the National University of Ireland in Galway and the Pennsylvania State University in the U.S. My name is Dr. Kayla Thorne. I currently work as the Visiting Assistant Director at the Batten Leadership Institute at Hollins University in the U.S. I have been fortunate to work with the Youth as Researchers Program for the past couple of years in a variety of capacities, anywhere from training to orchestrating individual, regional, and national groups, where I've seen youth identify and strategize their local and national concerns. And I'm Laura Gay, a student at Penn State University studying public health with a graduation date of December 2021 and currently open for work at the start of next year. I'm contributing to the Youth as Researchers Initiative in response to COVID-19, mostly with communications efforts and general coordination. I've also been a participant in the program when it was run on more local scales at my university, Penn State. In this program, young adults from all regions of the world collaborated on global, regional, or national teams with other youth to design and conduct their own research projects. These focused on exploring the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on young people and on providing tangible recommendations for post-pandemic recovery. So my name is Dr. Kayla Thorne. I've been working with this researchers project um, for about three or four years now. They got started in Ireland and I joined um, the US version shortly after and I've been able to implement the program in a number of areas. And then as you guys will certainly know, we've gotten the program up and running at this global level addressing the COVID-19 pandemic. And so I've been working very closely with Laura and several others um, helping with the training as well as many other aspects um, logistically and uh, theoretically with the with the Youth as Researchers program. Um, Laura, why don't you go ahead and go? So I'm Laura, you have probably seen my name <laughs> come in your inbox, arrive in your inbox many times. Um, but as Kayla is also from Penn State University, that is the university that I am at as well. Um, I am studying public health and French mostly. And um, I was working with um, or I've been working with the UNESCO youth team for almost a year now, or just over a year now. Um, but with YAR, uh, I've been working on that consistently. That's the main thing I'm working on now. Um, general coordination, um, specifically like with a lot of the knowledge products. So reviewing like the policy briefs and everything like that that I've been sending through, the snapshots, the other final reports, everything like that that's coming through. Um, and then the communications related tasks as well is probably where you've seen my name the most. But yeah, and we're really excited to finally offer you this other opportunity to be able to speak about yourselves, your experience through the initiative, like this past year almost for you as well. Um, and, you know, your general findings, your policy recommendations, but just really like an informal, pretty casual conversation between all of us, just hearing hearing what this has all been like for you, this whole experience, especially with your team has had several challenges to overcome throughout. Um, so if we just want to start by you going around as well and introducing yourselves and um, just on a more personal level, if you want. So thank you for the invitation. And I love that the initiation of podcast um, and I am Viviane Carrijo, and, but you can call me Vivi, 
because I prefer that because my mom always called me Viviane when she is upset. So I prefer <laughs> you call me Vivi is more friendly and nice, I think. So I am a Brazilian indigenous black human and I have worked with a lot of things because I am a PhD applied linguistics and the Portuguese teacher, textbook author, a research at the language in activities in the school context research group here in Brazil uh, called GP LASI. And we work with education, with teachers, students in the teacher education and creating new possibilities to live the curriculum in, the, uh, in order to to break with the inequalities in the education. So that's me. And I'm a, a youth research as, and a youth as research from Brazil team. <laughs> so, and I'm here with my friend, Rafaela. Oh, hi, I'm Rafaela. Uh, I'm a social scientist and I have a master's in public health. And now I'm a PhD student in public health too. I work as a university professor uh, in a medicine and a coordinator of a research of uh, ethicals committee in here. And what I studied is, right now it is uh, medical education for inequalities and vulnerable populations. Wonderful. I understand a portion of um, each of your, uh, we'll, we'll call them challenges, getting through the, the PhD. Um, it is no easy scope. And I actually think the Youth as Researchers program, how it's framed around methods and research itself can be rather helpful in understanding the more applied context of research. So I definitely appreciate that out of uh, each of you. Um, and I can open this question to either one of you, but can you guys share a little bit about uh, your group's projects, um, what the topic was, maybe the motivation to select that topic, and a little bit about what it was like to work with um, other individuals in your region? Our research objective was to identify the different perceptions about the difficulties that the pandemic brought to Brazilian youth. And what were the strategies uh, developed by them to reduce these problems? But we are so different, we are from different fields. So we have a, a linguistic, a social scientist, a historian, uh, there was a biologist. It is really different areas. So we, we found some, some three major areas uh, of interest interest to research to research so it was education health and culture so what there was uh, the the main areas that we could work together yeah and the, we are interested in the youth actions in this time of pandemic because uh here in brazil we have uh, uh, nearly 50 million people who who is youth so the youth population has uh, has changed 
the way of living here. And sometimes they didn't have voice. I mean, they, they didn't have opportunity to raise their voices. So our research is about that, give, uh, create a space to the youth population, raise their voices and uh, show what they, they did and what they expect for the future and what uh, uh, strategies they created with an others, youth people to change the re reality in Brazil because in this pandemic time, we have a lot of, uh, we have a, a, a lot of inequality. Well, we always have that, but in this time it is like, uh, a, uh, it's big than before. So, uh, it increases a lot the inequality. So uh, we want to show that uh, besides the inequalities, the youth have have act act uh, to break with that. So that's our research. <laughs> yeah, with inequalities we always had, but what they did to cope with that to to try to do something. That's what we want to do. To, to see. That's great to hear. And then also, you know, the, the commitment that you were making there and the, the key, um, you know, linkages that you were making there as well with the idea of how that is interacts with raising youth voice, um, specifically within your country um, is wonderful. And to also, you know, like you were talking about with the already existing inequalities and, you know, COVID heightened it. I think that's a response that we are hearing from many, many people around the world. Um, and to hear like within your specific uh, context of Brazil, um, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Um, some of those inequalities specifically that you were looking at um, and maybe what, what you found or also like part of the motivation as well that you had um, behind choosing this topic specifically because you are such a diverse group. Like you come, like you were saying, you come from such different backgrounds um, in terms of your academic specialties. So maybe if you could talk a little bit more about um, how your different backgrounds inform this topic. Again, maybe what those particular inequalities you were looking at were. Yeah, in the beginning, it is not easy. It wasn't easy to create <laughs> this kind of research with uh, such different people, because in the first moment we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of wishes to do what we want to to research. But in, uh, with our coordinators' help, we just we find out that we could create something together, even in the such different areas. So we find the similar point in the youth, as I said, and because we have here education, problems in education, problems in health and problems in future. So we want to know what people do, did in the, that in, in the education. We have problem, but what, uh, how youth faced that? that problem in the education. And then 
Rafael, oh, what did this happen in the health? And another participant in our group who works with the culture production, they want to know, what about the kitchen? So we decided to create these three things and we, we, we discovered a lot. Um, in, my prior, in my area, we discovered about the, the problems in the remote education because we see the, this pandemic scenario, we have uh, uh, the teachers have to change to the online context. So, and the, the school wasn't prepared. And we, here in Brazil, we have a, a lot of years of research about how to work with the needs in the school, but it doesn't happen in the school. But now it's happening because the scenario pandemic. But in, the, in that time, we find out there was there were students who didn't have internet connection. So how they could learn, how they could participate in the class. And the, the government didn't do anything about that. And so we have a lot of students who didn't study in that time because of that because the social economic conditions. And the uh, other hand, we had uh, youth people uh, who worked to solve it, that they created ways to learning, to keep learning together, create a WhatsApp group and uh, create ways to, to send the impressed press material to another student who didn't have uh, connections. So, and the teachers also worked a lot and Rafaela is a teacher too. And uh, I know she worked a lot in this time because everything is, oh, such a huge work in that time. And you need to lead you with that inequalities and need to lead you with the crisis and the, the, the fear of death every day. So it's a big challenge for everyone. Yes, I think the, the main, uh, uh, the most important thing it is, that it is not enough to tell people to change uh, their behavior. It is necessary to provide means so they can put these chains into practice. But we have the, the, the orientation saying you need to change something, but people don't, don't have means to do that. For example, education, this is really clear with education because they need to, to have uh, online classes, but there's a lot of students that don't have a computer or a cell phone or internet or, or other things. There are several students who need to, to eat in, at school because this is the, the main, the, the biggest, the major uh, moment of, the, the, that they can, 
they, they can meet. So we have some problems like that. And it is not enough just to say, you need to change. And people are abandoned in this way. So what we see, what we saw is there was a creation of lots of volunteer groups to help these people in need in several ways. And a lot of them was led by youth here in Brazil. I think in, I think we need to to ensure uh, and provide means to people and make this something uh, to expand the level of public investment in education in health because it is not education where we find some these issues. For example, in health we have a lot of uh, problems with mental health. So people need to stay home, but our costs, uh, or people need to go out and work when they are uh, tell them that they need to stay home, but they need to go to work. And there is another, there is other way to, to do that. They need to work, so they need to get out and to expose to, to the risk. So I think it is, um, really important to have um, public investment in education, in teacher training, and health to provide means, as I said before, no? um, <laughs> to provide means because without that, we are on some point that we can't do much more because I know maybe it is, it is weird to, to, her, to hear that because uh, there is some countries which are a little more, uh, are much more uh, individualistic. But in here, we don't believe that this is the right way because if we, if we think about this, the, this meritocratic uh, way of live, living, I think it is a, a real loss because we have so much, much more people in need and it is so hard to get out of this situation. So without help, without this, this without having a, a proper education and access to health, it is really hard to get out of this situation. And the pandemic increased that make it harder to to these people so with i think the, the major thing it is uh to, to have the government and uh, helping people to do these changes and thinking about the future because probably this isn't the, the only pandemic that we are going to live so it is something that we can uh, think about future and make some strategies. Yeah, and uh, I think people can be more open to be intentionally to change things because we always want to to uh, uh, create a recipe for some background, but when you live something and we are in the situation, you you you. You, you are 
provoked to create something new. So uh, we are creative people. Everyone could be a creative people. So I think when you want to change, you, you want to create together with the community something together, you can create something new to change as our participants in the, that research. They, they create something new, not alone, but with others in the movement, the youth movement, social movement. So uh, we we think about that. So we need to create something together because, well, we don't know what will happen post pandemic. And I don't know if he, there is a post pandemic, but uh, now it's a time to create things, to experience new things. And if it didn't work, so try another thing, try create another thing. So I think uh, we need to be together because always we have is us. So <laughs> it's that. I love hearing this theme of, of change and like the importance of adapting to change come up through your responses here. Um, and also the very real that um, possibility that you were talking about, about, you know, this isn't the first and last time we're going to have, you know, there are going to be future pandemics. Um, and I think that relevance to the, the lives of everybody around the world, um, it speaks to that, that importance of, you know, being able to adapt to change and kind of branching off of that, you know, I think there were many teams that experienced challenges throughout this process, throughout these many months that we've been together. Um, and I'm really curious to hear more about, you know, how your team was able to overcome any challenges you faced, um, sort of, you know, how you would recommend um, other people engaging in a sort of experience like this, any uh, tips and tricks that you use to overcome the challenges that you faced as a team together? In the beginning, our first challenge was our time because everyone is very busy and uh, we needed to, uh, to find a way to to keep the research together. And uh, uh, we have some lost. First, we have a, a participant in our group who, who, uh, who, who didn't, uh, who have some issues, familiar issues, and then she didn't, uh, she didn't stay with us. And then we have uh, a death in our group, our coordinator passed away. And it was so uh, shocked for us because one week we, we are with her and another week we don't. So we needed to keep the research and she was a, uh, a great woman, and uh, she always worked with uh, with the children to 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 because she wanted to to break with the social injustice, and uh, she did a lot. She did a lot for our children, for everyone, for me, for so. 
And we needed to overcome of that because our research was about the impact of COVID. And we know the COVID is a, a terrible disease and we have a lot of loss, but we need to keep alive. We need to keep fight and we need to keep creating something new and uh, give opportunities for others to create something new because there are a lot of people who didn't know they can they can do more because they think they are vulnerable and uh, they are oppressed by others but they they can they can overcome the oppression and uh, live their stories and uh, our research is about that so and now we dedicate that for our coordinator Luciana in memoriam so yes I agree with Vivian because the loss of Lucian was was our one of our coordinators and she died of COVID so it was sudden and was a shock because she was so kind and helpful person. She was really helpful, so, so kind. And it was a shock because in one week she was with us, a little cough, and the next week we, we heard that she died. So it was really difficult to, to, to live with that and to, mm -hmm. to keep working. And, other difficulties. It was at the same time difficulties and it was some uh, great experience because learn to work with so different people and for so different areas uh, in a short period of time because it was short to do everything. So it was difficult. And at the same time, it was so, so great to learn how to do that. And so it was a great opportunity. Yeah, it was very excited. <laughs> and the, we are very happy to be part of that, to be part of that uh, initiation of UNESCO. And uh, we are very excited to know more about the others and uh, to see what you've did around the world and Rafaela is in another group too so she has a lot of to think but <laughs> oh thank you so much for sharing Rafaela I think you you said it best with the the short and simplistic line of it was difficult um this you guys had you had the challenges that exist with any sort of group project that around the world it doesn't matter logistics, being able to find a time to meet, not arguing and actually having constructive conversations. Those are things that have been experienced, um, certainly by everyone, I think, in all of our group projects here. Um, but probably throughout primary and secondary school, we've had some group projects that, that weren't most fun. Um, so I think those were elements that you guys were certainly able to overcome um, your different disciplines. This element that you mentioned of collaboration, I absolutely love that that's present because it's it's something that, that allows for the different voices you have in Brazil to be shared and then collectively this entire project 
as you just mentioned, you know, you guys are representing Brazil and we're about to have a group come in from Nigeria and they're representing a Nigerian perspective and a Haitian perspective. We're having this collective global collaboration. Um, and then certainly uh, in, in terms of uh, the wonderful Luciana, you guys are, it, it was a shock. It was difficult. Uh, and you're able to certainly probably not done processing it, but your capacity to move on and recognize the importance and kind of the heart and soul that you guys have collectively put into your project. It's a chance to kind of honor um, some of the work that she did with you and really demonstrate that this is a real project. It's addressing major issues. And while you're not likely to be able to solve everything going on in the world and certainly not everything within Brazil, you can make some small element of impact with the work that you're doing. Um, so we are just about out of time. Um, I think if we have any maybe parting words from our wonderful guests on um, future directions or anything to kind of conclude. I think those would be wonderful. Yeah, thank you, Kayla and Laura, for the invitation. And uh, I just want to say for everyone, uh, love each other and uh, put us in the movement of acting, of living in activity hope. So hope for, hope to act, not just hope to wait as Paulo Freire here in Brazil said. So I hope you all keep, keep moving on, keep go ahead, despite the difficult and uh, create something new every day with someone. So that's my wish for you. So thank you. Thank you very much for this invitation. And I think what I, what I want to say is that we need a like, strengthening of science and popularization of scientific knowledge. That it is what I, one of the things that I, I need, what I, I wish for um, after this pandemic. Thank you. I think I'm going to take that, that tagline of living in active hope and use it as kind of my, my motivation to get through the the harder parts of, of life to enjoy the more the sweeter parts in life we'd like to give special thanks to the many partners the unesco chairs supported program youth as researchers and of course special thanks to the youth researchers who joined us on this podcast journey